Hello, you're listening to Speak Up Podcast, a podcast initiative by Zeka Malaysia, one of the country's largest youth organisations. Here, we involve youth in Malaysia and beyond in conversations about the United Nations Global Goal Number 4, Quality Education. This episode was recorded by our local communities during our Speak Up volunteer projects in summer of 2020. Final episode of the podcast for today, brought to you by Isaac in University of Malaysia, Sabah. So once again, I am Ishal and joining me today, we have Sean Stanley, a student, a 23-year-old student from UMS and a close friend of mine who has a vast experience in volunteering as well as leadership activities. So Sean, jumping right into the bandwagon, let's uh, just now earlier on in the first episode, you mentioned that you joined Teach for Malaysia as well as Leadspire Academy. Would you mind telling us more about these NGOs and maybe how they impacted you as a leader? Yeah, sure, Ishal. Uh, thank you again. Well, um, I would say that uh, Teach for Malaysia and Leadspire Academy over the past three years had a very huge impact on me, la, especially in terms of my own personal growth. And also, uh, it has opened so, so many, uh, oppor- it has opened so many doors to me, uh, to different avenues, uh, as a whole. Well, um, I joined Teach for Malaysia in 2017 uh, as a campus leader. So it was uh, it was during the first semester of my first year. So um, I wanted to do I wanted to do education initially uh, for my bachelor's degree. However, uh, I got uh, international relations instead. So and I was sent to Sabah on a mission. So um, when I first came to Sabah, I was still, I mean, uh, upon accepting the course uh, in international relations, I, to be honest, I didn't know what it was at the beginning and I had so many questions about it. Um, however, now it's a different perspective. Uh, I, I learned, I, I've come to learn the subject and uh, the field uh, a lot, um, but um, I still wanted to do education back then, uh, even in my first few weeks in university. And uh, I wanted to put myself, uh, in the area of education and I wanted to contribute more there. So uh, I was following Teach for Malaysia ever since I was in high school and uh, I'm I'm really thrilled and uh, amazed at the work they have done over the past 10 years um, where they recruit uh, people from non-educational backgrounds and place them in high-need schools in Malaysia through their, fellow, in the, uh, through their two-year fellowship program where they will be teachers in the school and they will be in uh, and they would be um, impacting change in the schools that they're serving in the past, in the two years. So um, one day I was strolling through Teach for Malaysia's website, and uh, I I came across an opportunity where they stated, uh, "Be a campus leader," and and uh, was and I quickly clicked that link, and uh, I saw that Teach for Malaysia has an opportunity for undergraduates like us to be part of the movement in uh, fighting for education inequity, which uh, which is Teach for Malaysia's mission, which they, uh, where they envision a quality education for all children in Malaysia one day. So without thinking further, the next day I started uh, writing my CV and also working on the essay questions that uh, the uh, essay questions required and I submitted in and then I got a phone call interview and later uh, I, w- I was selected as a campus leader. Like, it was a joyous moment, to be honest, to be celebrated. 
because ever since uh, ever since uh, joining Teach for Malaysia, my life had changed a lot. Uh, it has opened so so many doors for me, uh, and also it has given me so many of uh, and Teach for Malaysia has uh, provided me so many opportunities to grow in uh, in my own in my own capacity, and um, the staff members there, and also my manager and my mentors in Teach for Malaysia. They are very encouraging and uh, they are ever ready to guide you with anything at all. So I learned a lot from um, from them, especially Ray, who was uh, who are, who I was directly under. He really guided me through and he really taught me so much. And I was working closely with him. Well, to speak of Ray, he was a Teach for Malaysia fellow also in Miri. And his experience... Uh, Teaching in a high need school has brought him to the organization to serve as a staff member where he recruits uh, recruits uh, potential candidates for this fellowship program. And so I was inspired so much by Ray. And uh, in 2018, um, it was during the three months break. So I contacted Ray uh, when I came back to Penang and said like, Hey Ray, do you have any opportunities uh, during this break? I'm, I'm quite free back home in Penang. And that's when he introduced me to Sunufat. With another uh, Teach for Malaysia fellow, another amazing soul, a vi- vibrant and charismatic soul. Um, well, at that moment when I contacted Ray, he said that, okay, you contacted me at the right time. Well, there's a Teach for Malaysia alumni in Kedah, who is, uh, which is near to me in Penang. He's doing a theatrical performance with his students. So I'll connect you to, with, with him. So from that connection, uh, I got to know soon. Uh, we met, we met over coffee. And uh, it was amazing how a meetup over coffee came about to so much collaboration over the years. So uh, he he got me to join in uh, his his uh, his uh, initiative, which was a technical performance on bullying, where we got uh, students from five high need schools to stage a performance uh, during the Georgetown Festival in twenty eighteen. So we had about six shows over three days. And we really had a lot of support from uh, the state, the state education department and other private sectors and also government sectors uh, for this initiative. So from then on, Soon did not want to stop there. He wanted to continue further. And uh, he started off his own initiative called the Lead Spy Academy. And um, that was when he opened up uh, an opportunity for me uh, to join him uh, in his mission with Lead Spy Academy where uh where Leeds fire operates on four main pillars which is uh performing arts education which soon is uh is an expert in i would say uh language mastery leadership and training and also uh, communication so soon opened up an opportunity for me to take up the lead uh, in uh, leadership training where we had conducted uh more than five workshops till date in Kedah, Perak, and Penang, uh, impacting uh, the northern area of Malaysia. So we have uh, we have gone to schools, uh, conducted workshops with our students, and also last year in 2019, we uh, directed the Wiley Summit with the help of Soon, of course, uh, under his guidance, um, where where my vision was to enable students to take to take charge and lead in their own communities and schools where uh, where the workshops curated was so it was over two, two days 
two days, one night, there was a stay in camp. And uh, in that two days, we had over six workshops where we, we exposed these students to project management. So at the end of the workshop, what they would do is that uh, they would, they would, uh, they would analyze a problem in their school and they would come up with a project solving this problem. So we got, uh, we got, uh, we got two people who came in to join as panelists. One is a, a consulate from the French Alliance in Penang. Second would be a retired lecturer who is a good friend of ours, uh, Dr. Chan Lian Heng, uh, who was a retired lecturer from USM, and another friend who is a uh, Jackie Lim. He was a uh, he was my high school senior. He was my super senior in high school. When I spoke to him about like what we are doing, he willingly came to help out. So these students had the opportunity to pitch in front of these professionals. And they and they had uh they had an opportunity to work close hands with these uh, uh work close hand with these professionals and also it was a it was a good exposure to them uh, and at the end of the whole summit they presented their project which they want to solve and the winning project was uh they wanted a bike shed so that the motorcycles of students do not get wet oh wow you know so they pitched it we, we taught them how to pitch these type of ideas in front of their own school management. The principal was there, also the senior assistants. So uh, enabling students to do such uh, such things uh, gave, uh, is very important. La. So throughout the course of this journey in Leeds Maya and also Teach for Malaysia, um, it not only enabled me to realize my vision, but also um, it uh, it enabled me to grow in my own capacity, like I said earlier. For example, with paperwork, <laughs> I'll admit that I'm not a person for paperwork, and uh, I'm <laughs> and uh, joining soon and Ray as well. Um, their 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 paperwork's really amaze me. So when I'm working with them, I try to keep my game up and also to improve myself uh, in my paperwork and things like that. Uh, so. And also uh, joining Teach for Malaysia and Leeds Fire Academy over the past years, I would say it was a huge part of my university life because uh, whatever I learned from these two organizations, whenever I go back to Sabah in my, in my class, in my course, in whatever programs that I do, I could apply it, you know, all the lessons learned and everything. And it, it not only impacted me, but, uh, Using what I learned, I try to share it with others as well. So I think that is one important aspect of leadership. Like when you learn something, you 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 empower others from the knowledge that you get. So empowerment is a very important uh is is one thing which I learned from Teach for Malaysia and Leeds Fire Academy. Wow. I mean that's really impressive. Right? The yeah. experiences that you can get from these organizations are huge. And it's so bold of you to join these organizations, you know, and to be able to put yourself out there and just yeah. didn't think twice and sign it up. To be and, honest, uh, I wouldn't say I did not think twice at some point. Uh, there were a lot of thinking to be done as well. Sure, sure. But however, it's the, it's the courage to, to step in and to say, hey, I want to take up this challenge right. and see how I can go from there. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's what we 
expect or we wish to expect from students these days, you know, to be able to come out of your comfort zone and experience new things like we talked about in the previous episode about volunteering. Similarly, leadership, like I said earlier, also is very much in relation to volunteering as well. And like your experiences as a leader through just joining this two organizations, you managed to direct an entire summit in Kedai. I mean, that's like huge, obviously under the guidance of people as uh, your mentor soon. I mean, like to be able to achieve these great things at your age is really, really impressive. Yeah. Uh, uh, to be, I mean, to be frank, I think that um, mentors are very important to someone's life. Uh. Like to me, uh, Soon and Ray, they were really huge mentors to me. Uh, throughout my journey with Teach Malaysia and uh, Inspire, they really taught me a lot and uh, they also allowed me to share with them my visions and they helped me realize my visions in a way. Inspiring man. Yeah, I think, I believe that everybody needs that one person to look up to or even That's a whole bunch of people to take, take a feel from or take aura or inspiration from these people, you know? and try to be somewhat like them or a better version of themselves. Yeah. So Sean, what exactly, I mean, you have a lot of experience when it comes to leadership, but what does leadership mean to you personally? For me, when I, when uh, a term which resonates uh, to leadership, like I mentioned earlier, would be empowerment. A leader is someone who empowers another. Uh, yeah. And it's not like, and a leader is a person who guides people, not just uh, directs them, you know, direct, uh, direct by directing. I mean, like not just giving instructions, but to guide someone to do something like uh, yeah, and they had guided me so much. Uh, well, um, to be a leader, when you're able to empower another, right, it all, it always starts with yourself. If you can lead yourself, you know, you can lead others. And then you can lead initiatives. That's huge. You know? yeah. So it's a whole structure there. So leadership always definitely starts with yourself before you can go on to others. Well said, well said. I totally understand that. I feel like, you know, as a leader, even in a small scale for being Ketua Kumplan in an assignment or, or a larger scale like yourself, becoming a director in a summit, it all starts. But initially, obviously, we... Like you say, it starts with yourself. Once you realize that, you know, you, you are able to empower yourself, then only will you be able to empower others. Yes, definitely. All right. In the next question, is leadership a quality you're born with or is it something that you think that's developed over time? Because some people think like, uh, some, you know, this perception about talent or so, People think you're yeah. about it or, you know, and thus they feel like, you know, I'm just not suited for that kind of thing or there's no point in me trying because that's not me. So what do you think about that? Do you think it's something that you want with or developed? Okay, to me, leadership is a skill anyone can have. And it, it's not anyone can have. Uh, it is with everyone. It's just that uh, some people, they would need a platform to show it. You know, there are hidden talents, definitely undeniably. Um, but, uh, if you were to give someone the platform and with the right guidance and mentorship, people can shine differently as well. So leadership is in everyone. It's just that, uh, it's up to you how you want to show it. 
Well said. Well said. I love that. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you on that because me for in back in high school I was the one you know just uh, it could just go with the flow lah. People tell me to do then I do. I was never in a leadership position or anything, and I feel like only at one project that I had, which is actually one of my touch points with the charitable world, is through Interact organization. Mm-hmm. So I was actually one of the uh, OC for organizing um, International Understanding Day, and that uh-huh. was the first time that I felt like I had a leadership role. And obviously, I wish I had the opportunity to do it back now because what I've learned over the past few years definitely can help me what I did back then because that was my first touch touch point with leadership, and I would say I was uh, not a great leader, but it has definitely shaped me to grow much more. And you know, I wish to achieve greater things like yourself. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, um, everyone can be a leader, and everyone is a leader uh, actually. So um, as leaders, I feel that you should uh, sometimes empower. Not sometimes. It is important that you empower others to also take the lead. You know. Yeah. Uh, as leaders, one thing which I which I hold steadfast to over the years is that as a leader. Your important job is to create more leaders. So this, it's like a butterfly effect over there. You know, you empower another to empower another and to empower right. another. So sending that ripple effect, uh, through through people is like a very important thing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The yeah, the butterfly effect, like you mentioned. Yeah, it's all about making being a good leader is making other leaders. You know, like yeah. you just mentioned. Very cool. Very, very nicely worded out. But Sean, personally though, what do you think your leadership style is? Maybe you can give us some examples or situations where we can understand you as a leader. As for me, um, I I personally see myself as a visionary, as someone who is visionary, because uh, I have a lot of ideas up in my head. <laughs> to be honest. You know, um, sometimes I <laughs> have too many ideas running in my head, <laughs> um, and I like to share them with people. Like, hey, if we can do this, uh, some uh, we can do this. We can make a difference in this area. And uh, during discussions, especially, I'm a chatterbox. <laughs> I tend to speak more. I can definitely see that quality. Uh, yeah. So uh, I like. I like engaging myself in discussions as I have so much of ideas which I like to uh, propose and suggest and uh, work with people on it. That's how uh, Wiley came about. And I when I explained it to Soon, like, hey Soon, I've had this experience. Uh, I wish to do this with uh, schools in Malaysia. And Soon, like, say, okay, let's work on it. And then uh, within few weeks, we came up with a plan, and then uh, we we planned it over months. And then uh, we executed uh, Wiley Summit last year. We were supposed to do it uh, this year, Wiley 2.0. However, we are still under the movement control order, so things had to go other uh, the other way. However, we are still positive that uh, once when we resolve this whole pandemic, we could uh, we could continue our work with uh, with schools and and student leaders as well. So being a visionary leader, sometimes I tend to go off course a lot. <laughs> I would admit that. 
uh, tend to go off course a lot. Uh, however, uh, I feel like um, this is one quote from uh, Robin Williams. If you, do you know Robin Williams, right? The comedian. Yeah, the comedian. Okay. So this is my favorite movie from him, uh, Dead Poet Society. Oh, bro, my favorite movie as well. Yeah, your favorite movie. Cool. Okay, it's my favorite movie. Also, I watched the movie more than five times. So um, there's one quote which Robin Williams says that words and ideas can change the world. So that is one quote which uh, which is uh, which I resonate so much to. Uh, I even have a bookmark of it. A friend of mine wrote it for me. <laughs> yeah. So um, being visionary is uh, is my leadership style. I would say. That's very cool. I definitely love the poet society. I'm surprised you love it too. Yeah. Words and ideas can change the world. I think that absolutely it can. <laughs> yeah, truly can. Truly can. Absolutely. I believe that everyone has an idea as well. So yeah. if you can communicate this idea to people, you may not. Uh, to your surprise, you may have better collaboration and you can work on your ideas as well. So I I encourage people with great ideas to always. Communicate your ideas to people. Voice it out. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I love that because, like, you know, the very common term, the pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah. Especially in this world, we can see it. Um. So evidently, where you know we see simple ideas or something as simple as you know, like a multinational company per se all started off with one idea and the most successful or maybe even Facebook for example started off with Mark Zuckerberg coming up with an idea or Tesla you know all of these were once ideas and people just took action and I think like what you said the best thing once you have an idea is to voice it out there get uh, people to support you and you can achieve greatness with it without a doubt yeah. alright I think um Earlier on, when we were talking yesterday, we mentioned you mentioned to me when you joined this Anthony Robbins summit, right, in the US. Uh huh. And you were exposed to all these uh, students from all over the world. Yes. And these are very young students achieving greatness. Could you yeah. like give us a bit more description about it? Well, um, so I I got a scholarship to attend the. Global Youth Leadership Summit in 2013. So uh, it was a hub where around 365 leaders from all over the world, student leaders, came together. And uh, when I was speaking to many of them, many of them have already achieved uh, greatness in the sense that uh, they were already running their own initiatives to the cause that they hold steadfast to, of course, dear to their hearts. And this was prior to the summit, and they were sharing with me ideas that they have to improve the community, to improve their own communities. And uh, after the summit, um, we still kept in touch through Facebook. We have a Facebook group, so through there you could see how much people had achieved. You know, so I would say that um, those people who I met uh, back in the in the states, uh, they were they somehow inspired me. Being as young as fourteen and fifteen they already started mobilizing change. So I was 16 back then. Uh, I did not, I wasn't, uh, I did not do so much of great things then, you know, <laughs> so I was just an ordinary student going to school, coming back and stuff like that. So when I came back, I was, I was so inspired, all inspired. Uh, 
to come back home and uh, so to share what I've learned and I know that um, I could do more uh, with my with the knowledge that I have I could uh, contribute more to this area and also to help develop uh, student leaders in Malaysia that's huge I remember how you're telling me about students as young as that writing their own books and everything yeah so, yeah yeah I mean like to think that we at high school were <laughs> doing all nonsense and coming back doing homework you know I to what do you think about um you know we see in overseas where all these especially in the states or UK or many first world countries a lot of the student leaders or they are not exactly high achievers even yourself uh, just to put it out there to the listeners of this podcast Sean was no overachiever in a school for him to get the scholarship but he displayed a sense of leadership and because of that he was awarded the scholarship so he was not like a straight A student or what not you know the classic high school student but yet he was given the opportunity due to the qualities he show, showed out there and I think there's definitely something we should start encouraging in youth in high school especially because we see people overseas like like even myself when I went to Indonesia under the global volunteer under ISAC uh, I was exposed to most of the people there were younger than me I was 20 at the time and we're talking about 18 or 19 years you know they are achieving so many great things starting off initiatives I know a guy who was leading a protest against his own government oh. I was like wow I mean like talking about 18 years achieving such greatness i was in shock and in awe to be honest of these achievements and definitely a lot of work has to be done in malaysia maybe with the education system and the mindset of people i feel like people still think malaysia is a third world country and uh, you know we don't have to be able to do this but the truth is we are very much capable of achieving this greatness Yes, and, I would agree with you. Yeah, you know, we are so... If I'm not mistaken, under the United Nations, because now the term first world country, second world, third world country doesn't apply anymore. And yeah. Malaysia actually falls under, what you would say, the first, currently the first world bracket of developed nations, which I was very shocked when I learned about this. And I was like, wow, Malaysia being one of the top countries out there, you know, one of the few in ASEAN other than Singapore. And I was like, that shows how much potential that we Malaysians have. And you know, with, I think now just recently the statistics came out where more than 50% of the world's population is below 30. Meaning to say 50% of the population of the country is youth. Means to say that we are the future leaders and the earlier action is taken, the better it is for our community because these are the people that will be leading Definitely, like, um, to share an experience with uh, when we were doing workshops in schools, uh, like whenever we gave these children the platform, the students the platform to actually stand and speak and to share their voices, what they had, um, I was really surprised that a lot of them actually took the mic, came forward. Like on the first day or the first few sessions, uh, they were a bit reserved. But as, uh, as we progress through the sessions and workshops, uh, we encourage them to be more proactive. And uh, when we when we got students to be proactive in 
in the workshops and also throughout the whole session. At the end of the day, when we had a, a group reflection session, many of them who were reserved at the beginning, they started to open themselves up and they started to share what they felt. And I felt that this is very important in uh, high schools, especially that, uh, that teachers should always encourage their students to share their thoughts and uh, also to guide them in, uh, in, in whatever that they're sharing in, you know, mm-hmm. because students, you may not know, they have like a lot of ideas up their heads, but it's just that they do not have the platform to share it. I, I believe that uh, students who are listening to this podcast as well, um, I said earlier, if you have an idea, communicate it uh, because your ideas can make a difference in school as well. Uh, my, to be outspoken, I would say one of the reasons is that would be my teachers back in high school and also uh, my experience in like uh, student bodies back in high school as well. I was a prefect in school. So um, my seniors and my teachers in high school, they encouraged us to share ideas and also uh, they never really uh, lock us out whenever we approach them to say that, sir or ma'am, uh, this is what we have. Uh, we think that this can, this can solve this issue and stuff like that. So they trained us to be problem solvers, which we need, which we need now more than ever, you know, because there are a lot of problems rising every day that we see on the news, that we read in the newspapers and it's all over. So um, we got to cultivate a generation of problems, problem solvers. So where else can you start other than schools? I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So giving giving students uh, their voices is very important uh, because um, you get to hear from them uh, firsthand what they think as well. So in uh, the traditional way would be like only the teachers would be instructing and the students would just be taking information. I think it's time to to look into a change in this whole system. And yeah, it's time to break the cycle and to have a more two-way communication. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially uh, I mean, not all of us were as lucky to have teachers like yours, you know, who encourage their students to teach, especially in this public education system where we feel like we are very much bounded to what the teachers say and nobody has the ability or or not even given the platform to voice out and, you know, voice out their ideas. Because if we were, I believe that, like you said, a lot of solutions could have been solved. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't blame anyone in this. I just uh, it's no one's fault. It's agree. just that the exposure to things like this uh, is lacking, uh. I feel like um, if we could start cultivating this culture within schools in Malaysia, we would uh, we would really see a change in in every school that uh, that we are that we are working on. You know, yeah. for a better system, a more holistic system where students' voices matter too. The best part about it is, I mean, I'm a very, very politically induced person. Like, I always keep up to date. And I don't know if you watched about the Parliament Balia. Yes, Parliament Balia. Yeah, and I was so impressed. At I would say that um, I would really have to applaud the organizers uh, of Parliament Balia. They really did a good job. They did an amazing yeah. job. And every yeah. single delegate over there was so impressive and had so much to the maturity and you know these are people our age you know yeah. i mean that's that's one of the evidence like to say that 
why students need need to be given their voices. Exactly. So I I I know the hurdles that uh the organizers went through, and also the challenges that they uh they faced throughout the parliament earlier. However, they successfully managed to uh, empower students and also empower the younger generation uh, and give them a voice. Yep. I mean, I when I was watching that or even listening about it, because I have a close friend who's also a part of it. Oh, that's cool. So impressed. I was so yeah. in awe of what they, and I also drew them as an inspiration. I was like, wow, I think I could do this in a couple of years. You know, and I think it doesn't just apply to me. I feel like a lot of people who watched it or don't even know about it have the ability to voice out. And, you know, because a lot of people say that children have more imaginative minds, which makes them better problem solvers. Yes. I think it's an evident fact of that. Though. Yeah. I believe that our nature of... I mean, people, are, obviously we say that we talk a lot. And I think talking a lot is a good thing in this sense because especially when it comes to high school or anything, uh, like you mentioned earlier, you know, time to voice out your opinions. A lot of problem is that the fear within the students. But the best part about it is there's no harm in doing it because there's legit nothing can go wrong. What's the worst that could happen? The teachers might say no and that's it. But they, you know, just voice out. There is no problem in voicing out and nobody's going to condemn you for voicing out. So, so everybody listening to this, I hope you guys start voicing out and maybe, you know, try to drive some change because there's no, nothing, no backlash that you can probably get from it. Maybe sometimes certain scenarios, but chances are, if you have an idea, take action and you might be a great leader eventually. So I think with all of that said, I, that basically concludes our session and our last episode today, Sean. Right. Thank you so much, Yishal. And uh, thank you, Isaac Malaysia, for having me. It, uh, it's really an honor and privilege to be speaking uh, to everyone who's listening to this podcast. Um, like again, I, I, I said in my first uh, episode, I'm no expert. Uh, and most of what I've said uh, are drawn from experience, uh, my own personal experience, uh, based on... Um, based on my uh, volunteering experience and also uh, my my stint with uh, TFM and also Leadspire. So uh, there's one thing that I would like to encourage uh, the younger people of Malaysia is that uh, there's greatness in every one of us, right? Be it, in, be it uh, high school students or university students, all of us have our unique talents to share and um, have the courage to step up and uh, step up and if you have an idea do communicate it with people who you think who, who you think would listen to your ideas and you may not know you may come across uh, someone who would be invite uh who would be inviting your uh your ideas into further collaboration and also i i believe and i hope that uh, through this podcast session that uh, a lot of you may be inspired <laughs> make up volunteering and also uh, to be to be the leader that you are and to empower others because uh, empowering others is something very powerful um, that uh, that we really need because uh, in this journey of life we are not we are not uh, we are not a lone ranger uh, we need the collaboration and we need 
people along our journey as well. As we meet people, learn learn from them, uh, learn from the experiences. Um, there may be mistakes along the way. It serves as a lesson as well for us. But however, um, throughout our journey, uh, learning is the only constant and there's never ending to learning something new. Well said. With that, I would like to conclude our last and final episode of this podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Right, thank I, you, everyone. I really hope that whatever we said here inspires you in one way or another. If you know you like to take on volunteering or just if even if you impacted anybody in any way or took up a leadership role or just voiced out an idea, one day that idea could be something big. And one day you could be someone big. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, just before uh, I end the session, right? Uh, if you don't mind, uh, if you guys would like to know more about uh, the works that Teach from Malaysia or Lead Spy Academy or me personally uh, that we do, do follow us on our social media page. Uh, you can find me at Sean Stanley on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and also Teach from Malaysia and Lead Spy Academy on Instagram and Facebook as well. You can keep up to date with our works. Uh, which may be uh, where you can draw inspiration for your further initiatives as well. So um, there are a lot of avenues out there. So do reach out to them if you need further help. Thank you. All right. Nice conclusion. Thank you, everyone. And see you guys soon. Bye-bye. If you like our podcast, Please help us to share with people around you. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at Speak Up Malaysia, where we share how we are working towards quality education in Malaysia. See you next time.